the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you have a good Christmas? That's a question I've already been asked, and I'm guessing you might have heard it the past couple days as well. While I do understand what really is being asked, I also hear this underlying thought that Christmas is over. It's the same thing that sticks in my head when I hear that Christmas is Jesus's birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus, suggests that Christmas is the celebration of some past event, an anniversary. It's the reason why in many homes, people will be busy today taking down their Christmas trees and packing away the decorations until next year. Now, I don't mention these things to criticize or critique what people are doing, but I find them an interesting reminder that we are all event-driven people. We tend to live our lives from one event to the next. And if you don't believe me, just take a look at your calendar. It's a schedule of events. Our days are full, and if there's a day or two with no scheduled events, we'd say something like, well, nothing's going on that day, or I'm not doing anything that day. As if there's no life, no discoveries, nothing to experience on those days. This morning, we are given an entirely different understanding of time, life, and how we as humans fit into God's grander plan, particularly Christmas. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. For St. John, whose feast day happens to be celebrated today, this is the Christmas story. And it's set within the context of creation, in the beginning. You see, creation is not an event of the past, but it is the ongoing life of God with God's people. St. John echoes this and continues the Genesis story of creation. In the beginning, God said, let there be, and there was. Land, sky, plants, animals, and humankind made in the image and likeness of God. For St. John, Christmas is God continuing to give life to God's people. And the word became flesh and lived among us. Christmas, according to St. Gregory, is the festival of re-creation. It is God giving God's own life to God's people. It's as if God said, I want humanity to see my face. I want them to hear my voice. I want them to live their life. I want them to live my life. And the word became flesh and lived among us. 
This is God in the flesh, the divine human, holy humanity. This festival of recreation is God's celebration of humanity. It's God entrusting God's self to human beings, to you and to me. It's God's reaffirmation of humanity's goodness. The sharing and exchanging of life between God and us. That's what led the early church to say that God became human so that humanity might become God. The Son of God became the Son of Man so that the sons of men might become sons of God. How awesome is that? Just imagine what that really means for us today. It means that we are holy and intended to be holy, not from some achievement of our own, but as a gift from God. This is the gift of Christmas. We have been given the power to become children of God. And this happens, we hear, not by blood or the will of the flesh or the will of people, but by God. The word became flesh and lived among us. God sees humanity as the opportunity and the means to reveal God's self. But it seems that all too often, we tend to use our humanity as some kind of excuse. I'm only human, we say, as if we're somehow lacking some grace. We fail to see, to believe, and to understand that in the word becoming flesh and living among us, we are God's first sacrament. Human beings are the tangible, outward, and visible signs and carriers of God's inward and spiritual presence. Have you ever thought of yourself as a sacrament? Have you ever looked at someone across the street and said, hey, look, there's the sacramental image of God. Why not? Why do we not see that in ourselves and in each other? After all, the word became flesh and lived among us. In Judaism, there's a tradition that says that each person has a procession of angels going before them and crying out, make way for the image of God. Imagine how different our lives and our world would be if we lived with this as our reality and the truth that guided each one of our lives. Everywhere we go, angels go with us, announcing the coming of the image of God and reminding us of who we are. That is actually the truth of Christmas for us. It's also the truth of Christmas for the person living next door, for those we love, those we fear, those who are like us, those who are different, for the stranger and for our enemies. And the word became flesh and lived among us. If we really think about it, the implications are profound. It changes how 
we see ourselves and how we see one another. The way we live, what we do, what we say. It also means that Christmas cannot be limited to one single event in history. Christmas is a life to be lived, a way of being. I guess it means that Christmas is more of a verb than a noun. Maybe we should stop asking, how was your Christmas? And instead should be asking, how are you Christmasing? Are you recognizing the word become flesh in your own life? Are you recognizing the word become flesh in the lives of others? Do you see the procession of angels and hear their voices? The word became flesh and lived among us. The word became flesh and has never ceased living among us. The word became flesh and will never cease living among us. So make way. Wherever you go and whatever you're doing and whoever you're with, make way for the image of God.